0: everybody coming to you on this rainy Saturday I've been wanting to record another vulnerability diary entry for a little while now um, to talk a bit about primary wounds and I know I've been hinting at this teasing at this a bit on the Instagram and today's the day. I seem to always have wet hair when I'm doing these. It's been a rainy day in Costa Rica. A really beautiful rainy morning and I was out in the rain so I got to get wet which I highly recommend for nervous system regulation. <laughs> Getting wet. Awesome move. So Yeah. I wanna talk about, talk through my own experience about how primary wounds show up in cycles. So, and I wanna talk about how it can be really hard to distinguish. It can be really confusing to know when we are in a primary wound pattern, even if we've done a lot of work with it before, and and yeah, so I want to start by backing up a little bit to a few months ago. A few months ago, I, my partner and I. We're spending some time separately. He was traveling in the United States visiting family. I stayed in Costa Rica and during that time began studying family constellation therapy and just doing a lot of a lot of work around shaping my business, my new offerings, my community that I'm building here. During that time I tabled at the feria at the farmers market in Costa Rica for the first time which I had been dreaming of since we got here and so lots of new expansion for me and I remember during this time that we were apart we hadn't really we haven't we hadn't been apart for this long since we met so we were apart for almost a month and during that time I would have moments of gripping need, feeling specifically around sleep that it was very hard for me to be to, to be sleeping on my own. and I remember there were a few nights where... I had some sleep paralysis and dreams coming in that I didn't want that were scary. And I really felt like I needed my partner, Andrew, to be here with me. And I reached out to him and I expressed my need. And he was able to support me to the extent that he could. And he was deeply committed to what he was doing with his family. He hadn't been back visiting family in the States um, for probably a half a year. So we both had big kind of projects that we were involved in. And when he got home from this trip, I had these kind of dual experiences, I had this one part of me that felt deep down, that it didn't really have any needs that weren't being met, but on the surface, I had this whole tantrum, this whole tantrum self that was like, you know where were you when I needed you, and um, and really demanding his attention when he got home. And when he got home, as you probably imagine, he had very little capacity. He was had been super overstretched, transitioning from the U.S. to Costa Rica is a big energetic shift. A big uh, environmental shift, a big energetic nutrition shift. You know, it's a big, big, big change. And he was pooped. And he just needed to rest. And that was hugely triggering. And that began the cycle that I've been in for the last month of working with this little inner Celia version and her needs, um, for attention. Okay. So ultimately the inner Celia story that's at play here is that I will never receive enough love. So that's what I'm working with. Now, the way I was able to know that inner Celia was playing out her fears, not adult Celia, I want to talk a little bit about that, because it can be very, very tricky. So... One of the reasons, one of the ways that I know little inner Celia is online is when there really feels like this kind of tantrum, finicky baby energy, like I need you, my partner in this case, it's being enacted against him. I need you to give something to me and it's urgent when I don't. When I'm not in touch with patience, understanding, trust, and compassion. When I'm in a space of, I need you to do this thing for me urgently. That is one way I know that I'm not, I'm not working with full adult Celia. That's a big sign for me. And this really shows up for me around around the end of the day so i wake up in adult celia embodied celia and i'm able to hold patience and trust and understanding for the day but then if something happens in the evening like if Andrew, for instance, needs some space, or if he does something which I perceive as a rejection for my attempts to connect with him, I will go into this tantrum baby space. Like, really, you know, it's really important to to call it what it is, and Another indication that I'm in this baby space is when small things feel like big things. And if I find myself in a thought pattern of looking for an out, right? So the anxious the anxious attachment deeply wants connection, deeply wants love, deeply wants attention and is constantly scanning to reason and and logic and understand will these needs be met and is so quick to pull the plug, to bail, to burn the bridge if it seems like the needs won't be met. So if I notice myself scanning... Andrew, and he says, he even says I have like a specific look, of course, right, where he knows I'm just like in this mode of if I don't get the attention and connection and feeling that I want right now, then that will be the evidence that I need in order to do something dramatic, like say I'm going to. Bail. So that's another indication that I'm working with little inner Celia, but the the stories that Inner Celia weaves, um, you know, one of her one of her her one of the kind of patterns of scanning is a real externalization. So part of scanning is looking outside of myself for other other people to pathologize and blame so when i am looking to my partner and feeling that he's not enough that his actions aren't enough that what he gives to me isn't enough that um There's something deeply wrong with him, that he's unstable, that he's isolated, that whatever he's going through is somehow wrong, then that is part of the justification that I can use to bail, right? So if I notice myself in that externalizing pattern, and if he ever feels like not enough compared to me, or that he has to do something to be different, that's a nice, that's a nice and easy indication for me as well that I'm in this space so why you know really why is this pattern showing up now and there are certain outside triggers to point to of course but what I've noticed about myself and these primary wounds is they often show up when I am being deeply invited into the next big phase of something I want. So in this instance, so many things have fallen into place for me in the last year, right? I'm giving my gifts of somatic healing. I feel aligned in my work. I am living in this incredible community where I have such deep support for so many of so in so many different ways. I have this amazing partner. I have these amazing pets, animals. I'm living this gorgeous life in nature. So many major desires have manifested and I'm feeling, you know, like, in my body, and my life, and the energy is, like, very much moving towards building a family. And in the space of that desire and so many things, so many things, like, coming into, into position for that to happen, I am also, you know, the the primary wound pattern is coming up again. And I've noticed that happens often when I'm being invited to step into the next big life desire phase, the primary wound patterns come up. And, you know... Sometimes I look at my, this the the attachment wounds as like a challenge, you know, like, oh, I just have to go through this and on the other side it's going to be everything I want and more. But mostly I find that what works best for me when these times come up is to... Just be really present to be checking in with myself daily. How is my nervous system doing today? What does it need? And meeting my needs on a daily basis has been my. just way to to be with what is. So my part I I have a partner who is open about what he's working with and who I'm able to be open about what I'm working with. And he is willing and open for conversations around meeting my needs. So, it's like no matter how how tantrumy I am and how much I'm externalizing, he will always take what he needs. You know, he will set his boundary and take his space. Although that's like of course, you know, we're in a dance. So, that's like his piece that he's working on. And he but he's always willing to Uh, to some extent be in conversation with me around this dance and around these triggers and so just kind of daily you know checking in and do I need to cry today do I need to rock myself on the floor like a little baby do I need to phone a friend do I need to just um just stay in a little like because I'm feeling vulnerable and raw. Do I need to nourish myself with specific foods? Do I need to take a nap? Do I need to um, give to myself some pleasurable activities like bath and So just being with the daily, with the daily, and, um, it is hard, you know, there are lots of nights where it's really before bed, like, that has always been the most challenging moment for me, where little inner Celia is, like, the most in charge, she's, like, the most demanding, she's the most insistent that she's never gonna have enough love, and it needs to come in this way shape or form like right fucking now or else the sky is falling and in those moments sometimes I'm able to self-soothe rock her sometimes I just hold her sometimes I sometimes my partner is able to hold me Um, sometimes I need to take space, sometimes I need to flail around, um, but I find that I just wanted to really come on and talk about how working with primary wounds is really a daily, takes daily attention and, and this time will pass because it does it does it does A lot of love to everyone today